Hi, hey, hello, and welcome to another fine episode of a Colts podcast brought to you by FanNation on SI.com. My name's Brandon, and I'm joined here by your co-host, my best friend, Andrew Moore. We've got real freaking football in just 24 hours. We're going to be watching the Buffalo Bills in Los Angeles taking on the Super Bowl champion Rams. I believe that may have been my Super Bowl pick last year. Uh, and look at that. Turns out they're just going to play first game of the week uh, this year. How are you doing, sir? How's your week been? Shoot. Football's back, baby. Football I can't. I can't wait to actually talk about real football, football that actually matters. Uh, it's it's an exciting time. We've been waiting months for this. That we from January when the Colts on a nice sunny afternoon, a nice sunny afternoon in in January, just got beat down. And now it's time for redemption. Week one, Colts versus Texans. I'm fired up. I'm fired up to chat to you about it. Fired up to talk about the entire NFL in week one. So. It's been a good week. How about yourself, man? Uh, I'm doing fine. I am a mere 17 days away from uh, my wedding, my nuptials. There we and, go. Uh, you know, I'm really looking forward to that. You know, uh, football, though. Close, close second. <laughs> I mean, I'm very excited. And the honeymoon. I'm very excited to not be an Indian here. Uh Quite soon. Uh, Tom Brady yeah, should be well, starting uh, his wife. Stats, Matt's not wrong. Well, you're gone. We're going to have a uh, a guest host, guest to join me on a Colts podcast here. So that'll be fun. Allegedly, I messaged him that he did not respond. <laughs> uh, we'll oh, yeah, happens. he did. He finally did. Uh, anyway, uh, Andrew, we need to remind the people what's important. Okay, let's do it. Go follow a Colts podcast at a Colts podcast. On Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, if you're listening to the podcast through Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all those you know podcast platforms, we appreciate you. Uh, but leave a review, and then while you're at it, go ahead and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Because uh, again, I want to hit a thousand subscribers. Because that would be lovely. Some, I, I want to make some money. Okay, about the only thing to motivate me to keep doing this: making money. <laughs> okay, we're 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 at our money making stage now. So let let's ramp that up. Speaking of making money, fun fact: we also have a sponsor, Homefield. Love it, Homefield Apparel. We do love Homefield Apparel. Uh, they've been very good to us, Andrew. And uh, you know, they sent us these nice shirts that neither one of us are wearing uh, today because I, we wore it last week. We got the joggers on, right? Absolutely. You're wearing your joggers. Listen, I prepared. The house is a nice, crisp 67 degrees. You're got the joggers on. Shitting me. Did you hear that? Yeah, that's your phone. We're live. My, your phone is in the office. We're live here. What is going on? Oh, my Lord. Oh, my God. Listen. Listen. Homefield Apparel, we're so sorry. That my soon-to-be wife doesn't know how to take her phone out of my office when she's walking out of the room. Oh, boy. Uh, premium collegiate apparel brand out of Indianapolis. Incredibly comfortable. Officially licensed apparel with vintage college designs and now an NFL design. Uh, being a local brand in Indianapolis, the Colts reached out to home field, Andrew. Home field aren't beggars. They're not going to the NFL team saying, please license us. The Colts called them. Colts said, hey, home field, sup. Sup. You're making some badass shit. We want you to make some shit for us. That's about how the conversation went. Yeah, that's pretty much Jim Irsay. Jimmy from the Colts. Hey. Hey, uh, brother. Reach out to home field for an exclusive partnership to launch this collection of home field and Colts apparel. Uh, this is home field's first NFL collection. Super exciting opportunity to work with the best team in the NFL uh, in the Indianapolis Colts. Home field and the Colts work together exclusively to make this co-branded collection, bringing Indianapolis together, Andrew. Indianapolis before home field, spread apart. 
Indianapolis with home field together. Okay. Understand? Uh, six items, a hooded sweatshirt, hot crew neck, hot two T's cool joggers, no sleeves. So it's cool. Uh, joggers and that bomber jacket, bro. That bomber. Have you placed, have you placed your order with uh promo code of Colts podcast to get that bomber jacket yet? Uh, not yet, but I do plan to cause, uh, 15% off and that gets you a big fat discount stats. Matt, have you used. I, what what does what does Paige coming in here to get her phone have to do with the air conditioning, Andrew? I'm behind on the comments here because I'm I'm in the middle of an ad read. Stats, Matt, not focused. He's talking about he's talking about me in my joggers with my house set at 67 degrees, nice, nice. crisp and cool. Perfect collection kickoff the season, Andrew. Need something new to wear this season? Go to homefieldapparel.com. Use promo code A Colts Podcast. Oh, one a word, Colts Podcast. A Colts Podcast. A one word capitalized even for 15% off your first order. Matt, have you used your promo code? Uh, Wyatt law, Tom Brady. Have you guys used your promo codes and where is Tim Milliken? You know, I need to know if he's used his promo code for his first order. Homefieldapparel.com. Here's a picture. See, this is why you got to watch. Uh, anyway, that's that. Thanks for uh great, uh, time, you know, Allowing us to be a sponsee, sponsoree, to be sponsored, home field apparel. All right, Andrew, let's talk. We've been we've been shitting out about the uh, you know real football. Let's talk about it. Colts uh, currently minus three fifteen versus the Texans. I'm sorry, at the Texans. Let me let me fix this. Huge mistake. At Texans. Uh, who are plus 260. Andrew, the spread is seven. The over-under is at 45 and a half. I'm going to say <clears throat> hammer the under. I guess. We'll see, we'll see when, when we go to the prediction. Both games. Both games in 2021, if that would be the under. So you're probably onto something there, especially week one. But yeah, I mean it's a it's a great divisional matchup to open up the year for the Indianapolis Colts. Colts going down to Houston. Last year the Colts really had their way with Houston. I think in with the Colts beat the Texans by a combined score of 62 to 3 that is in their correct. two meetings. Um so blowouts all around. And and I think I think Yoo-hoo. for the Tex I think for the Texans uh, they're they're a little they're a little upset about that and they don't want to be embarrassed for a third time in a row and you look at it from the Colts angle we've how many times have we talked about it over the past few years even Colts just can't win on opening weekend it's what a since, bad combination by the way it's been since 2013 since the Indianapolis Colts started a season one and oh Andrew Luck was in his second year being the quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts. That that seems like forever ago, and it, and it really is. Colts want to get off the snipe. They want to start the season 1-0. It's very crucial for them to start 1-0 because not it, not only is it a divisional opponent, but it's an AFC de- opponent. It's it's a team that that isn't, at least by a lot of what ex- experts are saying, isn't a team that's supposed to be very formidable this year. Colts need to beat those teams if they yeah. want to make a long playoff run and not have to leave it up to, to chance at the end. So, um, yeah, it's, unless we'll, it's we'll unless see. it's a game in week one or a game in Jacksonville, we usually do handle mm-hmm. business against these types of teams, um, which my God, I can't handle it. I, I mark my words. You will not see my face Sunday night if the Colts lose that football game. If I if I bust out the the grill and I make the wings and I do all the things and I don't get to and and, and the Colts lose to the Houston Texans, there's no episode Sunday. There may not be an episode at all. Who knows? Um, I, I it'll be the most mad I've ever been. I think so. Um. Andrew, everybody keeps talking about what can we expect for Matt Ryan? What can we expect for Matt Ryan? You got it right here in the outline. What what do we expect for Matt Ryan against the Texans, who were 23rd against the pass in 2021? I expect Matt Ryan to catch fire. I expect Matt Ryan to light these sons of bitches up. 
thought it was very interesting this week when Frank Reich talked Frank Reich talked about this and he wasn't even asked really about about this but it came out kind of unprompted he said they haven't been showing anything on offense they kept it as vanilla as vanilla could be and you and i talked about that we've been yeah. telling people that for weeks that's why we say don't don't overreact to what you see in preseason games they're not scheming things open they're not showing their hand early the colts have a lot of things up their sleeve because of what matt ryan brings to this team we already know the kind of offense that that frank reich runs but there's going to be some wrinkles from when matt ryan was with the atlanta falcons things that he did well down there in atlanta and it's going to be incorporated into this Frank Reich offense. So do I expect Matt Ryan to go for 400 yards and five tuds? No, I don't think that. Because I do still think that he's. it's going to take a couple games probably for, for this offense to get clicking. But do I think Matt Ryan's going to have a good game on Sunday? I think so. I think Matt Ryan could easily throw for 250 yards, two touchdowns, two or three touchdowns, depending on how the game flows. But I don't think Matt Ryan necessarily needs to be – we don't need to worry about what Matt Ryan is going to give us. This, And I think a lot of Colts fans are still trying to get over the Carson Wentz saga in 2021 where yeah. every, every single week you and I would say, which Carson Wentz are we going to get? Are That's we what it became. I mean, we what after four weeks – we're like, okay, so we have some highs, we have some lows. What are we going to get this week? Right, exactly. We were asking which Carson Wentz are we going to see? We're going to see the Carson Wentz that looks like he could be a franchise quarterback, or we're going to get the Carson Wentz that likes to throw left-handed interceptions. You just didn't know. That's yeah. not going to be the case. It's going to be more of how we talked about this offense and the quarterback position specifically in, in 2020 with Phillip Rivers. You know what you're getting coming in week in and week out. You're getting a guy that has full command of the offense. You're getting a guy that's incredibly accurate with the football, yeah. a guy that demands his his teammates to to play up to the level that he is playing, and and a guy that that you can trust when the game's on the line. So, do I think Matt Ryan's going to struggle? No. Do I think he's going to light the world on fire though? Probably not. But I Stats do. Matt's calling for two eighty and two tuts. That's a respectable stat line from Stats Matt. I could see that. I'm gonna. I'm probably going to go on the lower end of the yardage. I'm probably going to go about. Two, give me two forty-five and two touchdowns. All right, yeah, slip me one. Um, two fifty at okay. least. At least, all if right. If I see a three in front of that number, um, I'm not going to be overly shocked. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he throws to three hundred yards either. But I, I don't. I mean, we'll get to my prediction. Why wouldn't why you try? I, I don't think he's going to get to 300 yards, but you remember why wouldn't you try? I do. Good times. Uh, I miss being able to listen to that show all the time. Must be nice stats, Matt. Uh, listen, I expect Matt Ryan to be just fine. Mm -hmm. So, anything else on Matt Ryan? Maybe an interception. I'm just excited to see. Maybe one dumb mistake. I'm excited to see what he can actually do in this Colts offense when they're scheming things and 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 really putting their best foot forward to see what this offense is going to look like for for 2022. All right, and can JT repeat his Texans performance uh his, his performance against the Texans from last year in Houston towards the end of the year Texans are 31st against the run 2021 part of, I bet they could have been 28th if it weren't for Jonathan Taylor um I mean ridiculous what what were the numbers you gave it you gave me the numbers earlier today or yesterday when we were looking at the thumbnail I think when the Colts won 31 to nothing Jonathan Taylor had 32 carries for 100 and it was either 143 yards and two touchdowns, something like that. Jonathan Taylor, in really both games, if I remember correctly, you just stuck it to the Houston Texans. And that's where I think we're going to see this Colts offense really start. I think it's going to be a heavy dosage of Jonathan Taylor and Naheem Hines on Sunday afternoon. Jonathan Taylor hasn't taken a snap in the preseason. So do I think they're just right out of the gate going to give him 30 carries? No, but I expect Jonathan Taylor to be heavily involved, kind of get the offense settled in its groove because the Colts 
with Jonathan Taylor, Naheem Hines, that's what the Colts have been doing for years. Get the offense kind of settled in, and then you start opening up the the playbook with Matt Ryan, with these wide receivers down the field, start spreading it out a little bit. So I, I think I think we're going to see a, a good game out of Jonathan Taylor. I expect probably close to 100 yards and and definitely a touchdown. But I would I would watch Naheem Hines. That's the guy I'm really intrigued to see because yeah. while the Colts haven't really schemed anything up, we've already seen how much they have put an emphasis on Naheem Hines and getting him the ball and getting him involved. Right. So when the when the Colts the Colts have been talking all off season about we want to get John or Naheem Hines more touches, we want to get him more involved. What does that entail? Does that mean like one or two more touches a game from last year, three to four, five to six? We'll have to see exactly what that means. But I think at least to start out, we're going to see a heavy dosage of Jonathan Taylor and Naheem Hines out of the backfield until this offense can kind of get into a rhythm in the game. And then we'll probably start to see Matt Ryan start to open it up a little bit more. Um, I... I would like to see Naheem Hines in, in regards to just because I'm so ready to see how he's going to be used with Matt Ryan. Mm-hmm. It, just to, to get a real look at uh, what we're going to see moving forward. I don't think it's something. I, I think it's going to be a lot of volume for Naheem Hines. Um, and, and I do think it's going to be telling for the rest of the season, not just uh, this game. Well, I think a lot of what we're going to see is we're going to see Jonathan Taylor and Naheem Hines on the field at the same time. The Colts yeah, that's going to be great. The Colts used that sparingly last year, but I think we're going to see Ooh. that a lot more it, uh, out here, especially in these games to start to get these get this offense in a rhythm because usually we saw it in the Jets game. We saw it in, in numerous times last year when both of those guys are cooking. This Colts team is really hard to beat. Yes. All right, and then MPJ versus Derek Stingley Jr. Uh, start Michael Pittman Jr. in your fantasy league this week. You know, Paige picked him first round, sixth pick, or some shit in our draft. <laughs> Hilarious. She goes, "I like him." I said, "I'm. I hope you're right. I, I really do." Uh, how do you think Michael Pittman uh, Jr. fares against uh, our fellow there? It's 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 going to be a fun matchup because Pittman is Pittman. We all know what he can bring, but Derek, Derek Stingley Jr. was a top five pick in the NFL draft for a reason. I mean, he's a right. he's a good kid out of out of LSU who can who can hold his own. So I, I think that's going to be a fun matchup to watch. But I would expect at least early Michael Pittman Jr. to get a lot of looks from mm-hmm. from Matt Ryan and be just because. I, I've been there all throughout training camp and I saw Michael Pittman Jr. catch double the amount of passes from Matt Ryan than anybody else. They're going right. to get Pittman the ball, but it's it's going to be fascinating to watch how quickly these other wide receivers can can really contribute and, and, and really bring forth uh, uh, an extra element to this offense. I mean, the healthy Paris Campbell, who is is healthy going into week one. How 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 are things going to to set up for for Paris Campbell? How quickly can can Alec Pierce get acclimated to the NFL game in his first start? You're going to see Pierce and 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 Campbell out there the majority of the time with Michael right. Pittman Jr. in those three wide receiver sets. So it's if 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 Pittman does start to to really eat and they start putting more attention over to Pittman's side. Those guys, those two guys are going to have to step up. I would probably say I have a little bit more faith uh, or a little bit more confidence in Paris Campbell at the moment than Alec Pierce, strictly because Campbell's a four-year NFL veteran. He's played the game before. I still think it's going to take a couple weeks for Pierce to, when, especially when he's when he's being schemed up against and yeah. and and the guys are really starting to get physical. I think Pierce will come on. But I think as of right now, Paris Campbell, when healthy, Frank Reich is just is just wanting to use Paris Campbell as a weapon so badly. And yep. we, we we saw it in 2020 with, with Phillip Rivers in that first game against Jacksonville, how potent Paris Campbell was in that game. I think we could see that again on Sunday. All right. And then let's talk about the defense. <clears throat> Stopping the run, Damian Pierce, 
I'm I did and and I think uh someone already said it in the comments here. Let me, let's give some credit. Let's take a let's why law saying he really wants to see the Gus Bradley defense uh dominate. I want to see that defensive line specifically dominate and with the given emphasis on the pass rush coming from real wide, what can we do to stop the run? Um so obviously in line with this topic, Andrew, what do you think about uh the Colts run defense and what they're going to look like this weekend. So just from everything that I've seen so far and the philosophy that Gus Bradley and this defensive line are, are, are shifting to where it's pin the ears back, go get the football. There's probably going to be some growing pains when it comes to defending the run. And I think we've seen that a couple of times, not only in training camp, but, but some in the preseason games as well. So it's going to be important for guys like DeForest Buckner and, and Grover Stewart to really hold their lanes in right. the interior there and 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 make sure the run gets stopped and, and you take a, a rookie Damian Pierce who has shined in, in the preseason and training camp, beat out Marlon Mack for the starting job there in Houston. He looks good. So you don't want to start just letting him go off and then have the Texans methodically drive it down the field because say what you will about Davis Mills. He's a Stanford kid. He's a smart football player. He's a young quarterback, but but he's but he you don't see him making boneheaded plays, I would say. Yeah. At least we didn't last year. So if if the Colts don't stop the run. I mean, they could keep Matt Ryan and Jonathan Taylor over there on the sidelines, and then it, it takes the pass rush out of it to an extent when you're getting behind in in the drives like that. So I think that's yeah. an underrated aspect of this game that some people may be glossing over is, is the Colts' run defense and how it's going to change under Gus Bradley as compared to to how it was the past few seasons with Matt Eberflus because there was such an emphasis on the defensive line group under Eberflus to stop the run. Now it's more about going and getting the quarterback. So can you adjust? Can the linebackers like Bobby Okereke, Shaq Leonard, uh, Zaire Franklin, if he's in there, how can they adjust to get off the blocks to make sure those running backs don't break one free? We're going to find out Sunday. Speaking of Shaq Leonard, um, let's skip one and, and we'll come back to it just because you brought up uh, Darius. Uh, do we think he's going to play realistically? Honestly, I think it's tracking that way. Some people don't think so. I think he will on a pitch count. That's what I was going to say. And that's, that's kind of what we talked about earlier today. I think Shaq Leonard does play. He was a full participant in practice today. He feels good. There's no pain. But Frank Reich also said that he's not 100%. However, he did say yeah. that a, a, a guy of Shaq Leonard's caliber can play at 80% and with his talent kind of figure out the rest. So yeah. I, I do think the Colts are going to be smart about this. They're, he's There's still not a guarantee that he's out there. I honestly wouldn't be surprised if the Colts said, even if he was a full participant all week, Colts said, you know, we still want to get him a little bit more practice, a little bit more live action. Let's hold off for a week and and see if he can go against Jacksonville. But I think the way things are trending, just by how he's practicing, how he's feeling, I think he's going to be able to be out there. But do I expect 100% of the snaps? To go to Shaquille Leonard? No. I would think maybe 15, 20, 25 snaps, somewhere in there, just to get his feet wet. And and then if the Colts are fortunate enough to put the game away early, they'll yeah. take Shaq Leonard out as, as quickly as they can. Yeah, I would like to see him uh, not overdo it, like I've been saying mm -hmm. all summer. Right. Um, I'd be perfectly okay. My opinion, uh, Franklin's been playing well. Um I I don't know that I want I I don't know that we need him out there this week. I just don't know that it's necessary. You know what I mean? Maybe keep him strapped up and ready just in case. You know, waste a roster spot for the week and don't let him play. Uh, just don't put him in unnecessary risk. I understand it's game one of the season. I understand it's a divisional game. It's also the Houston Texans. Uh, so I. 
I might not agree with myself on that idea, honestly. <laughs> uh, once I look back at it after I said it, but still, at the same time, I just, I mean, if he's not 100%, what, I, I don't know. Uh, let's skip backwards, though, now. Go real ahead. quick, real quick, yep. before we move on, I like what stats Matt says. He said he probably plays like 60 yeah. to 70% in the first half. Then if the Colts have a decent lead, they pull him out um, or pull him back out. So that, that very well could be how it goes. Um, I could see them playing a majority of the first half, kind of seeing how things go, where the game situation is, and then kind of deciding from there. Yeah. All right. And Andrew, should the Colts be worried about long neck Davis Mills? Uh, keep in mind here folks the texans could have gone after a baker mayfield the texans could have gone after a jimmy garoppolo the texans could have gone after a quarterback i have absolutely no idea actually what options they had in the draft and, and maybe they just said hey you know what there's nobody out there this year worth giving anything up for and maybe that's it or they really do want to see what davis mills has and and they believe they believe maybe he could be the guy um so i don't know if worried's the right word but we certainly can't underestimate the guy that's 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 exactly what i was gonna say again you that wanna... we did that we did not discuss earlier i did not directly steal that we did not uh yeah, you can't underestimate Davis Mills. And I think I think last year, I remember you and I talking about this, how Davis Mills really impressed us. I mean, he he wasn't a guy that that was like like Joe Burrow as a rookie, but Davis Mills held his own. And for being like a third round pick, he came in, he definitely he, definitely outplayed Tyrod Taylor. He did things that made sense. He did little things that made sense. He didn't put the ball into a lot of danger. Typically he mm -hmm. took running opportunities when he saw him right in front of him and he was accurate uh, with the football and he pretty much, he pretty much just didn't Carson Wentz things. You know what I mean? In those situations where Carson Wentz would have Carson Wentz, Davis Mills did not Carson Wentz. Davis Mills had like an Andy Dalton first year. Nothing spectacular, sure. nothing spectacular, but he, he didn't wow you really um but he made the he'd have made the playoffs with the team andy dalton had that he made the, the Bengals. yeah i would yeah. probably i would probably agree with that so and now in the second year i mean like i said before he's a smart kid went to stanford uh he's he's a guy that that in pre-draft meetings you heard a lot of coaches saying how he was yeah. very good up on the whiteboard so you take that, you take it in the second year. Brandon Cooks is out there healthy. Uh, the Texans signed O.J. Howard. There's a tight end. I don't know what his role's really going to be. But but Davis Mills isn't somebody that you can go into a game thinking, we don't need to worry about him. You, you do have to account for Davis Mills because he can make plays with the football. And this is, again, while he didn't necessarily succeed very well, against the Colts last year this is his third time going up against the Colts and right. and so he he's going to have some familiarity not necessarily with the scheme but but some of the players out there yeah. I don't think he's going to test Kenny Moore as much as he yeah, did last sure. year but but yeah you 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 have to get uh, he's like every other quarterback you got to get pressure on him and I'm excited to see what this what this new Colts front can do how Yannick Ngakwe going up against Laramie Tunsil how that matchup's going to go because Laramie Tunsil is still a very good left tackle in this yeah. league yeah, Quiddy Pay who who practiced fully was not on the injury report coming off that bone bruise in his knee. Are we going to finally see, since we've been talking about how hard Quiddy Pay has been working all offseason, are we going to see that come to fruition this week? See him put quite a bit of pressure on Davis Mills and then get back to the interior with, with DeForest Buckner, a guy that when he did play, he didn't play much this preseason, but I remember when he did play against Buffalo, man, he was back in the backfield a lot on that on that one drive that he was in. So it's it's I think it's still going to be, you have to win up front and the Colts put so many resources into that defensive line with, I mean, think about it. First round pick for, for Quiddy pay, uh, first round pick trade for DeForest Buckner and then giving him that big extension trading for Yannick Ngakwe paying Grover Stewart. Then all the draft capital with Dio Dangbo, Taekwon Lewis, Ben Banigou, Eric Johnson, all those guys in the interior. It's, it, it's got to start coming to fruition. And when you put so much resources into one position group, it really needs to, 
to to show off and and hopefully the Colts can do that on Sunday. Tim said he wasn't going to be sarcastic today. He lied. Uh, maybe Andrew Luck will call his fellow Stanford Cardinal and talk Davis Mills into quitting right before the game. <laughs> <laughs> hey, fun yeah, facts about Andrew Luck. Do you know he's back at Stanford? He's a graduate student now at Stanford. David Shaw told us that uh, last week. He said that on uh, Rich Eisen's show or something. I bet he is learning something wild. You know it's, what? I don't. Probably something with his with his architecture degree. Probably. Um. All right. We move into X Factor. Let's do it. All right. Uh, I'm gonna go X Factor of the game. Uh, and I think it's just more out of sheer curiosity out of this Gus Bradley defense. I'm going to call the defense. Can I go with defensive line? Can I go with the group? You're not allowed to for your articles, but I don't give a shit. <laughs> I guess you can go with an entire I'm gonna group go with, if you'd like. It's not an entire group. It's four guys. It's not even half of the defense. Just barely a third. Defensive Anyways. line. I'm going to go kind of stinks that you picked the defensive line, but I am going to go with one, one particular guy on the defensive line DeForest Buckner. And I I really think it's, it's a combination of things. One, it's about, like I said before, stopping the run. DeForest Buckner is going to be a really big part of that. And I think Grover Stewart will be as well because Grover Stewart's main job is to, is to stop the run. But when you're talking about, the guy that's going to be in there for most of the most of the plays it's DeForest Buckner so he's going to be in there to stop the run and then as well he's going to be one of the guys that that has to create that 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 pressure on Davis Mills especially right up the middle so Davis Mills cannot step up into the pocket and throw and I'm trying to look because Matt while you're looking stats Matt says that he earlier he said this that he thinks Buckner should eat uh, because of the matchup, he should have opposite him. So this is courtesy of, of Zach Hicks. And uh, Stats Matt got into a fight with somebody on Twitter. Surprise, surprise, over my quote tweet about this. But DeForest Buckner, in his last four matchups against the Houston Texans, six sacks, three QB hits, 11 hurries. DeForest Buckner has done very well against the Houston Texans recently. And it's it's led to... Colts victories. I think the Colts are four and zero against the Texans in the last four matchups. If I'm if I'm not mistaken, so DeForest Buckner, my X factor. I think he's got a he has a chance to have a really big game. Predictions? Are you going to start off the season with the banger? Colts by a million. Let's go. <laughs> You like that? You like that? Yeah, I do. Colts by a million, Andrew. Um, let's see. I'm gonna go twenty-seven to ten. Twenty-seven ten Colts. We cover. So you, you cover the under. the under. I like that. I do think. I do think the Colts win think they finally break the week one curse i i think the colds go a little bit higher than that actually i got i'm gonna go i'm gonna go 31 i'm gonna go 31 13 colts i think they just the under just hits barely but barely? i think at the 31 13 is gonna be a good score and and i think i think while the colts might I struggle a little 31 7 stats man I, I think while the Colts struggle a little bit against the run to start, I think the running with Jonathan Taylor and once Matt Ryan gets going, it's going to force the Texans hand and it's going to force the, the game to be put on Davis Mills back for him to yeah. come back. That's when that pass rush is going to start to eat. That's when you're going to see unique Ngakwe, Quiddy pay DeForest Buckner really, really take its toll on Davis Mills. So yeah, I'll take Colts 31 to 13. And we scored, was it 31 we scored against them the second game last year? Both games, 31. Wild. Why, why not keep that? Yeah, that's likely, guys. <laughs> Everybody here picking 31. Are we out of our minds? Um, 
Tom Brady chiming in, 31-10, another 31-point pick. Uh, everybody calm down, okay, with this 31 stuff. So he picked how many points for the Colts you said, and then he picked how many Colts I, points I said for the Texans. There you go. Cute, Tom. Cute. Um, <clears throat> all right. Colts football's back, Brandon. Colts football's back Sunday. Real football's back tomorrow night, and uh, I'll probably watch a quarter or two, go to bed, and uh, watch it on that uh, no free ads, but NFL Plus replay during work. Maybe twice on condensed. You know what I mean? There Just keep watching it over and over. I, I'll be ready to talk about that Thursday night football game. <laughs> All right, let's talk other Colts news. Andrew, in regards to injuries on the report from practice, we've got tackle dennis kelly knee injury uh limited practice and linebacker oh darius shaquille leonard back full practice that was wednesday colts colts are i mean knock on wood colts are relatively healthy to start the season it's been a while since that's happened so wow like i said the way things are trended i think i think shaq does play but it, it would probably be on a pitch count and and then kind of see how the game goes from there all right all right all right uh the colts andrew some other in, in regards to this other colts news the colts have announced their seven captains uh for 2022 and we've got the gold star matt ryan captain we got four star deforest buckner we got four-star Sha- Darius Shaquille Leonard, uh, Jonathan Taylor, Dyer Franklin, three-star. Uh, Kenny Moore, Quentin Nelson uh, are the captains for 2022. Now, because I don't forget my f- our fans, Andrew, let's go all the way back to a question brought up before the start of the show. While all was ready to watch today, uh, with seven captains, do the pregame coin toss duties get rotated game to game or just leave it to captain for special teams, Zaire Franklin? I believe this is something that is rotated throughout the year. Isn't that correct, Andrew? That is correct. It's rotated throughout the year, and it doesn't necessarily have to be a captain. The Colts have sent out guys that aren't captains before, but are highly respected veterans. Like I've seen Ryan Kelly, who's not a captain, yeah. go out there. I've seen Grover Stewart go out there. Uh, you might see them even send Hot Rod out there to call the coin toss. Uh, you don't have to be a captain necessarily to go out there for the coin toss. Usually it is captains, but other times it's not. Yes, it does get rotated. Stats Matt shocked that uh, Michael Pittman Jr., not a captain. Andrew, do you find it odd that there are no wide receiver captains? Uh, there's only, there, I mean, there's three offensive captains. Yeah, I don't really find it too odd. Um, they usually go th- three on offense. Three uh, on defense three and on one defense special, and special teams. Um, Zaire Franklin's been the special teams captain for years now. Um, Shaq, uh, Shaq and DeForest, that wasn't surprising. Kenny Moore, because he's been here. But on the offense yeah. side of the ball, it's i think it's just because and it's again it's voted on by by the players, players so, yeah. so i mean quit nelson was a captain last year obviously the starting quarterback is going to be a captain <laughs> all we've heard all off season is matt ryan and his leadership ability yeah so and then jonathan taylor has really come on as a leader in that running back room so i think that just not only is it the respect that they have for for taylor um as a leader but I mean, he earned that with with how, with his play last year. I mean, he's the, number five in the NFL in the NFL top 100 list. Any surprises on there for you, or surprises not on there? Uh, I wouldn't think so. I mean, all all those guys are very uh, deserving of a captain spot. They're all great leaders within the locker room. Guys that that the locker room looks up to. Um, maybe Yannick Ngakwe because Yannick is also a, a really good leader, but there's only seven spots to give out. So I don't think it was a slight to anybody. Um, the Colts just have a team filled with really good leaders. That's what Ballard and Reich have been building. Uh, contrary to what we reported last week, the Colts did sign rep- running back uh, Philip Lindsay, the practice squad. And that wasn't us. I believe actually that was, that wasn't Wyatt law. That was a little tipsy on the gin last week. And it was uh saying philip Lindsay got signed by the houston texans uh just joking around 
he might have been talking Marlon Mack did. Marlon Mack got signed to the practice squad, but Philip Lindsay, yeah. So he's back again on the practice squad. The Colts, I don't know if they can protect him or not, but he's still that veteran on the practice yeah. squad that in an emergency, if one of the top two guys does go down, Philip Philip Lindsay can can be brought up and and fill that role. Vodka, not gin. Uh, I don't know why gin popped in my head first. I don't know. You know, that's fair. Um, Jonathan Taylor. I'm not even going to say it. Never mind. Let's not talk about it. Let's not. Week one. Uh, week one picks, Andrew. Let's talk about our week one picks. Um, you've made yours. I have not. Um, I did want to pull up. Shysta. Give me a second here. That's why I had DraftKings up originally. Uh, sure. That's fine with me. Go ahead. I don't care. DraftKings. Just let me look at the freaking lines. Oh, you're going to give the lines. You're going to give the lines for the games. I don't see the lines. Why am I in daily fantasy? My God. Producer Brandon and his daily struggles. Yeah. You know, I had it up earlier and then I didn't. So good story. All right, Andrew, week one, tomorrow night, Thursday night, season opener, Buffalo Bills at the L.A. Rams. Uh, Bills are favored by two points, minus 135 compared to plus 115.4. The Rams, who do you got in L.A. opening night? As the rating champion of our pick'em challenge that we do, nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Uh, the Bills were my Super Bowl pick, and I think they get off to a hot start. the The Rams are gonna. It's the banner ceremony. I think they're. I think they already have their rings, but it's the banner ceremony. Um, but the Bills look good. They look real good, and I think Josh Allen's gonna win MVP this year. So I'm gonna take Bills. Uh, keep in mind here that my picks on our pick'em and my picks for gambling may be different. Because I don't remember what I picked. Uh, This one was one of the three, I would say one of the three hardest for me this week. Um, The Bills look like they could be good. The Rams should still be good. My only concern in this game for them is the defensive line, probably comparative to last year, Um, just losing Von Miller. So Josh Allen might eat, but... I can't let us pick the same team the first pick of the year, Andrew. Let's go ahead and get me off to an early lead. I'm going with the Rams uh, to win at home Super Bowl champs. Matt Stafford in his second year in a very smart offense. Um, Also, Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson. People forget. Uh, I wanted to draft him in both leagues. I just wasn't willing to, to do it too early, and he ended up going before I wanted to take him. But Allen Robinson, so... Very interesting pick there uh, from me, I'm sure. Uh, New Orleans, go ahead. I already did take Bills minus two on uh, good old DraftKings there. So Bills minus two. We'll see. All right. And then we've got the New Orleans Saints heading to the Atlanta Falcons. I am, uh, it's looking like a five and a half point spread for the Saints minus 230. I'm going with the Saints. Seems like a safe pick. Um, Famous Jameis going to win football game i'm going with the saints as well um i think Jameis winston is is ready to to prove he can be the starter for the saints um and the saints roster as a whole just way more talented than the falcons so uh, i think the saints win pretty easily uh why all that is incorrect you should drink and pick um what do you think i do on sundays while i'm live betting games (laughs) um and then the San Francisco 49ers head to Chicago. 49ers are favored by seven here. Um, and that's minus 295. I'm going with the 49ers. I don't know if I'd pick that spread just because I'm unsure about Trey Lance, but um, I do believe the running game at the very least of the 49ers will seal the game for them. I'm going with the 49ers as well, but I'm also but I'm taking them because of that defensive line and yeah. going up against a very bad offensive line for the Poor Bears. Justin Fields. Justin Fields is going to get eight alive. So yeah, I'm going 49ers. Okay. And uh then a divisional game. Oh, by the way, let's keep track of those. That's two plus the Colts game. So 
we're we're heading divisional game number two. Uh, the Steelers going to Cincinnati. Uh, Bengals favored by six and a half um, at minus two seventy five. This time last year, we would not have been picking the Bengals to win this football game. Uh, different story this time around. Yeah, I'm picking the Bengals to win. Uh, I, I think it'll be closer than people think. I don't think the Bengals are going to run away with this just because, again, like you said, divisional, divisional game. game. The Steelers play everybody very tough. It uh, doesn't matter who's at quarterback. Um, but I, I do think the Bengals are going to win at home. Um. Really interested to see how Mitch Trubisky plays in a not Matt Nagy offense. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Not a big believer in the Matt Nagy. Uh, here we got a classic AFC versus NFC. Nope, these are both NFC. I'm an asshole. Um, <laughs> the Eagles are going to play in Detroit. Uh, this is a game where... I, I, I'm telling you know what you pick. I keep picking first and just keep going on a roll. Andrew, who do you got? I'm going with Nick Sirianni, my coach of the year pick. I think the Eagles do it. It's going to be a sold out uh, Ford field on Sunday, which I don't think has happened since 2019. Um, so it's going to be a lot of, a lot of rowdy lions fans, right? To bite some kneecaps off, but man, the Eagles are stacked. There's that question mark around Jalen Hurts. Can he take that next step? But everywhere else on the roster, the Eagles are pretty damn good. So I'm going to take Philadelphia. I'm going to go with the away team as well with points. I'm going to. I'd give them the spread, mm -hmm. uh, which I will talk about here in a little bit. I like the uh, Eagles and that Nick Sirianni offense. Andrew, the New England Patriots going to Miami. Not very good early in the year. The Patriots typically um, not very good in Miami. Typically, they've got Tua. They've got Tyree Kill to deal with. Uh, but I don't think Mac Jones is going down to Miami and losing uh, to the Dolphins Week One with a new head coach. In Miami, a weird offseason for them. Uh, I'm going with the Pats. Oh, okay. See, I'm on the Dolphins. Uh, the, the Patriots never play well down in Miami. And with Bill Belichick as the offensive coordinator calling plays. Uh, well, I thought I it was Joe Judge and Matt Patricia. See, we... The, but no here's the thing. No one knows who the offensive coordinator is. And that's a bad thing. So, I mean... Tua and, and Tyreek Hill, I think Tyreek Hill is going to eat because Jaylen and Jalen Waddles over there, Mike Gusecki. Uh yeah. It's gonna be it's gonna be uh I think the Dolphins are very much improved. Mike McDaniel is gonna tool the offense around Tua going Dolphins. Uh this next one's another one you can go ahead and probably go with the spread as well, Andrew. Uh the Baltimore Ravens are going to play the New York Jets in New York, Jersey, and they're favored by seven points. I can't imagine you're picking the Jets. I'm all on the Baltimore Ravens. Joe Flacco, love you, man. You're elite. He's the one that's starting on Sunday for the against Jets. Against his former team. Against his former team. Former head coach. Lamar is out to prove to the Ravens, hey, give me that big deal. Otherwise, you're not going to have a quarterback anymore so i'm going with the baltimore ravens and i think they win pretty handily yeah next game number one hardest one to pick number one hardest game to pick this week um jacksonville jaguars at washington commanders uh i don't even i don't remember what i picked in my in my bets um i See, did i don't know Wyatt Law asking the hard-hitting questions. Does Carson right. Wentz redeem himself against the Jags? You want me I'm to go first? You pick first. I'm going to try to see what I picked. In my, I'll just go with what I picked earlier. Whatever Carson Wentz does not redeem himself against Yikes. the Jacksonville Jaguars. I'm going oh, no. with Trevor Lawrence, Doug Peterson, Travis Etienne, the Doug Peterson. Big, con big contract Christian Kirk down there. I think the Jaguars are better than people think i think they're going to be better than people think this year and from everything coming out of commander's camp carson wentz was just as erratic as he was to end the 2021 season with the indianapolis colts i'm going jacksonville i bet on the jags uh and i'm gonna 
hold true to that. I'm going to go Jags. They are, I think Washington's favorite. They are plus 2.5, plus 115. Uh, so they're getting two and a half points. So uh, definitely the I, Jags money line, by the way, but I'm picking the Jags to win uh, as well. Andrew, this game here. Not this. This one's not one of the top three hardest of the week. I don't think um, because it's 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 hilarious. Actually, I think if you have a brain, uh, apparently seventy seven percent of people do not have a brain. A brain, but the Cleveland Browns are going to the Carolina Panthers. I do not care what's going on uh, in Cleveland. The Cleveland Browns are a better football team than the Carolina Panthers, and the Cleveland Browns are going to win that football game. I don't give a damn if it's Jacoby Brissett. Uh, playing quarterback. So you're going Browns on that one? I'm 100% going Browns. You see, Brandon? I didn't even hesitate. I'm feeling dangerous. And I think Baker Mayfield is feeling dangerous I would love to see Baker Mayfield well. light up the Browns. That'd be ba- hilarious to me. Baker Mayfield, I think, with DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson and uh, Terrence Marshall, nah. they're going to go off. Christian McCaffrey is healthy and ready to play. So that's what Vegas really thinks the Panthers are favored by a point and a half and they give the home team two points. So, but man, we've seen Jacoby. We've seen Jacoby Brissett play in person, multiple games. Jacoby Brissett never had Nick Chubb. I mean, but if you just key in on Nick Chubb, you can stop Nick Chubb. So I'm going Panthers. I I think Baker Baker Mayfield gets his revenge. All right. We both picked the Colts. Uh, then New York Giants heading to Tennessee to play the Titans. This one I will go with the majority. Uh, home team Tennessee Titans, unfortunately, will likely win this football game. Uh, and they are heavily favored as well. Oh, not as much as I thought. Five and a half point favorites. Yeah, I, I think I think Tennessee handles the New York Giants. So, um, it, I think Tennessee has taken a step back. And I think Derrick Henry might not be as formidable as he once was just because he is an older running back now. And those carries are, are going to catch up with him. But uh, yeah, Tennessee takes the win. Giants are an absolute mess right now. Uh, game number three in my top three hardest games to pick this week, the Green Bay Packers and the Minnesota Vikings. I'm not worried about the Packers this season. I'm worried about the Packers this game. Um, they are favored by a point and a half away. Um but with the young receiving core, the I mean, we're going to be relying on tight ends, probably the running backs, two very good running backs, by the way. Um, I still just don't know if the Packers have what it takes this early in the season win against a divisional opponent. I stopped counting divisional opponents, by the way. Stats, Matt, give me a, uh, how many games are divisional games week one, by the way. I don't know what the NFL was on this year, but it's incredible. See, I, I work. So did you did you take Packers? Or did you take the yeah. Vikings? I go, I'm I'm going to go Packers as well. I, well I, I'm just worried about the Packers. I do think it's going to be a close game. I really do because I mean we're going to see a completely different Packers offense where it's probably more focused on wide receiver by committee and running the football. So, but again, there you still have Aaron Rodgers. So I am going to go with the Green Bay Packers. All right, Jacoby hit a thousand yard Marlon Mack. Calm down. Uh. Shut up, stats, man. Uh, Kansas City going to Arizona to play Kyler Murray and the Cardinals. Uh, I, I mean, this one's sneaky tough. It's it's not easy, but you always just fall back to, well, it's Kansas City, right? It's Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm going Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs as well, but I, I, think, I think the line's a little skewed. I don't think the line's great. Six-point spread. Six Kansas City six point favorites. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I would take I take Arizona to cover that. I would. I think it's oh, gonna yeah. be a. I think it's gonna be a close game. But again, when you got Patrick Mahomes, I think you you convert in the end. So that's that's what I'm going with. I'm going Chiefs. All right, and then the Las Vegas Raiders are heading to L.A. to play the Chargers. Two home games in L.A. in one week. That's fun. That is fun for them i'm going charger sucks justin, for the staff justin herbert in that offense i think is taking another step forward not to mention the defense with joey bosa khalil mack derwin james 
I'm going Chargers, and I think the Chargers. I'm gonna I'm gonna go out of limb and say the Chargers win by about ten. This will be the game I probably pay the most attention to out of the four twenty-five games. That the Packers and the Chiefs. Okay, so that's every game but the Giants and the Titans. But uh, I I feel like depending on how the games are going. If they're all close and I had to choose to watch between one of those three, I'm probably sticking with Las Vegas versus LA just because that division is so interesting to me. So I want to see who gets all, you know, the first divisional win in that in that division. Six divisional matchups from stats map. It's a wow. lot for week one. Yeah, out of 16 games. Um, so both of us picking the Chargers. Uh, and then Sunday night, Andrew, a rematch of last year's first game of the season. Wild that this is their first game again this year. Primetime, Buccaneers, Dallas Cowboys. This game was incredible last it year was. on Thursday night. Incredible. And by the way, the only football game I got to watch uh, in Pacific Standard or Pacific Daylight Time. <laughs> so it's it's a very good matchup and in Dallas. So it's going to be a lot. It's going to be a rocking environment. But I'm going Tom Brady, our, our close personal friend that watches the show, Tom Brady. I think the Bucks. I think the Bucks are going to be one of the top teams in the NFC once again. And, and I think their first team looked good against us in the preseason too. Yeah. So I think I think I don't think that the Dallas defense can can really put up a stop. I know they have Trayvon Diggs, but Diggs Diggs gave up a lot of he got a lot of interceptions. Also gave up a lot of yards. So I'm going with Tampa Bay. I saw a meme today. It said uh, Dallas Cowboys eliminated from playoff contention and then said, I know it's a little early, but still, <laughs> uh, which was hilarious to me. Uh, and then Monday night, no more double Monday night games anymore, huh? Guess not. Last year, they didn't have one either, but uh, Russell Wilson heading back to Seattle. Um, there's no way he loses this football game. Uh, they're they're favored by six and a half in Seattle. Four words: Broncos country. Let's ride. Let's Russell, ride. Russell Russell Let's Wilson can ride. Russell explicit. Russell Wilson is getting the dub against the Seahawks. I would not be surprised if Russell Wilson goes for three hundred and fifty and four tuds. I think he's going to annihilate the Seattle Seahawks. As Tom Brady says, the Bucks are going to win again. I always win. Nobody beats me, oh, except God. except your father, Eli Manning. Did Tom Brady's photo get a haircut? <laughs> we have a new, an updated photo. Am I noticing a haircut, Tom? Looks great. Um, all right, let's go ahead and is there is there a submit button or just hit done? It's all, How many total points will be scored in Broncos versus Seahawks? Forty-seven. I went fifty-four. I'm going to hammer the over because I think Russ is going to be on an absolute tear. Yeah, but the Seahawks are not going to score points. Might still hit 54. Let's ride. Yeah. Let's ride. Yeah. All right. Uh, what's next? Let's go to news around the league. News around the league? I, I like news around the league, Andrew. Uh, the Steelers name Mitch Trubisky as their starting quarterback. Kind of figured this would happen. Um, you think he'll make it all the way through the year? I do not. I Yikes. think I think Kenny Pickett eventually replaces. Kenny Pickett thrown to George Pickens. I think he eventually replaces Mitch Trubisky. I'd give Trubisky. Well, I'll put the over under at half the season, eight games. All right, eight and um, a half. Okay, we'll see. Uh, Bills and tight end Dawson Knox agree to a four year, fifty three point six million dollar extension. Good for him. Dawson Knox, uh, low-key a very good tight end. I think draft him in my fantasy team. I think with his his relationship with Josh Allen, he's clicked. Yeah. They've clicked together. So it's it's you're starting to see more of his weapons being kept long term. And Dawson Knox, not a bad tight end. Cowboys have signed former Eagles and Bears offensive tackle, uh, Jason Peters. I think that's a good move considering Tyron Smith out for the year with that that uh, knee injury or closed out for the year. But Jason Peters, 40 years old, still playing tackle at a high level. And then wide receiver Emmanuel Sanders has announced his retirement. Uh, that guy made Antonio Brown. 
I feel like he was one of your favorite wide receivers over the years. Emmanuel he, Sanders. He's, he's probably one of my favorite non Colts receivers in the last 10 years. Yeah. I'd say he's, so. Ultimate professional, one Super Bowl 50 there in Denver with Peyton yeah. Manning in oh, his yeah. retirement presser today. He did talk about the role Peyton Manning and Demarius Thomas, RIP, um, had on his career and and how they both elevated his game. So, yeah, Emmanuel Sanders, definitely probably one of the best number two wide receivers in all of his years in the league. I don't think he ever reached number one status, but, I mean, he was lightning quick and and good quarterbacks could rely on him all over the field. So hell of a career for Emmanuel Sanders. All righty, Andrew, guess what? Is it that time of the year? It's that time of year, baby. We're back. It's time for bad beats with Brandon. All right, everybody. If you don't know what bad beats with Brandon is, it's a lot of great picks that one, one of them never works out. Uh, I'm going to start <laughs> Andrew. I'm going to go with each week. I'm going to do a lock okay. okay could be one pick could be a little parlay i'm gonna go with a parlay i feel real confident about and then i'm gonna go with an every game parlay love it an every game parlay and if i bail on a game or two because they're just ridiculous don't want to hear about it all right so <laughs> my very my very very confident parlay i got the baltimore ravens minus seven and the eagles minus four uh, that's going to be at plus 256, so you can win a little bit of money on that one. Nothing like crazy that. now. Now we're moving into my confident. I, I love this parlay. Nine picks, Andrew. I've got deal with it. I've got the Colts minus 315. I've got the yeah, Ravens. Juju. I've got the Ravens with the points minus seven. I've got the Bengals straight up at minus 275. I've got the Niners straight up minus 295. Saints minus 230. Eagles minus four. Eagles minus four with points. Tennessee Titans straight up at minus 250. The Buccaneers at minus 140 straight up. And the Denver Broncos, I did not want to take the points given that it is in Seattle, but they're at minus 285. That is, Andrew, a plus 38.93 bet. $10 bet's going to win, going to win me, going to win you $400. Um, and then the 16-pick parlay. Wow. Every game, Andrew. Uh, I went with the – I'm not going to give the odds on these ones. I went with the Rams straight up. I went with the Colts straight up. I went with the Ravens straight up. I think I went straight up on all these. So, Bengals, 49ers, Saints, Browns, Patriots, Eagles, Titans, Packers, Chiefs, Chargers, Jacksonville, Bucks, Denver Broncos. I think I made all the same picks. I think I made all the same picks in my in my pick them. Uh, so we're feeling real good this week about those picks, Andrew. That's at plus 206,111. $5 bet wins $10,310.56. $10, That's wild. Honeymoon paid for. You know there what I'm saying? Go. Oh, yeah. Listen, two years ago, I did not have a great year in picks last year. Bets I did fine. Right, but none of my big parlays really hit last year. Two years ago, I almost hit an every game parlay. I, I missed by that. one. I missed by one game. You were okay? very upset. I was very upset, and it was the one of the biggest upsets of the year. It was like the 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 Raiders beat the Chiefs while the Chiefs were just balling out. Uh, but that's it. That's bad beats with Brandon Andrew. Um, what do we what do we got? Let's revisit Baker after this week's game. Yeah, let's talk about Baker. Let's talk about Baker on Monday or Sunday, depending on how the Colts do. <laughs> um, we'll yeah, hey everybody, uh, don't forget to go follow us at a Colts podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, one last final big thank you to Home Field uh, Apparel. Uh, if they listen to any of my ad reads, they're probably not going to ask us uh, to do any more of this. So. <laughs> Uh, but we do appreciate them. Very cool clothes. Thank you for sending us stuff. Um, thank you for putting more Colts apparel out there. We love that. Uh, love it. Uh, and please send me a bomber. Extra large. <laughs> uh, I will wear that. Andrew, anything else um, before we head into week one? F just football's back, man. 
Can't Staff wait to Matt, see. Staff Matt says he's glad we're going back to two shows a week. I'm not. <laughs> It'll be fun because we talked about. I'm so talk, stressed out right now. Talk about Colts football a lot. A lot of hopefully a lot of winning Colts football. But uh, I think it's time. It's time the Colts win in Week One. I feel like they do that Sunday. So go Colts. This year feels like I said it 52 weeks ago. Go Colts. this moment become a cherished memory and then remember a legacy is only worthwhile when there is a future to fuel god bless you and god bless football